from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. And today, we've got a mystery to solve. It all started back in 2009 when a giant hole, I'm talking 15 feet wide and 60 feet deep, inexplicably appeared on the side of Mount Shasta. And like any good small town mystery, everyone has a different theory about who dug the hole and why. And like the best small town mysteries, those theories can tell us a lot about the people who live there. Reporter Kat Shuknik takes it from here. About 10 years ago, the Forest Service was doing a routine patrol on Mount Shasta near the Oregon border when they discovered a giant hole. The thing looked like a mine shaft. You could have fit a semi-truck in it. And from what the agents could tell, someone had dug the hole by hand, using buckets on a makeshift pulley system to haul the dirt out. The only clues the diggers left behind were a ladder, some buckets, and a plastic water bottle. The incident was written up in the local newspaper, and everyone in town had a theory about who was responsible. Elijah Sullivan has heard all of them. People would go up there and look in this hole and just sort of scratch their chins and say, what on earth was this about? What were they looking for? Elijah grew up in Mount Shasta. Most people know me as the guy from the video store. And he spent the last six years tracking three theories about why someone dug the hole and what they were looking for inside the mountain. All for a documentary film he's working on, which he's calling The Whole Story. All the different competing theories very much mirrored everybody's different beliefs around here. The first, and admittedly the weirdest, theory about what the diggers were looking for at the bottom of the hole starts with people who Shasta locals call seekers. So, let me just show you something. This is Bev Wilson. She runs a crystal shop in Mount Shasta. You want to just back up a little bit because it's pretty loud. She's trying to explain something to me that's difficult to put into words. She's trying to explain the concept of Lemuria. So this hole is as close to Lemuria as I can get you from here. It opens up a portal, that's all. A portal to Lemuria, which is a lost continent like Atlantis that some people believe is hidden beneath Mount Shasta along with its capital, crystalline city, Telos. The name Lemuria comes from a 19th century English zoologist. He believed that lemurs had used the lost continent as a land bridge to migrate from India to Madagascar. Seekers is the word Shasta locals like Elijah use as a kind of catch-all for people who feel drawn to Mount Shasta by spiritual forces, from occultists and Buddhists to channelers and shamanic healers. I mean, I think we have 92 religions here. (laughs) Seriously. There's a poster sticker that says we're all here because we're not all there. (laughs) And some seekers have made it their quest to find Lemuria, hence the digging. Our first thought was just, you know, somebody who believes the stories about the mountain is looking for Lemuria. Even Elijah's own parents are seekers, drawn to the mountain by spiritual forces. People make pilgrimages here. Like, that is that is what it is. It's, so, it's like a New Age Mecca. You'll hear a lot of people talking about Lemuria, maybe even asking for directions. Um, you'll have to tell me when you find it. <laughs> 
The second theory about why someone decided to dig a giant hole on Mount Shasta 10 years ago is a little more tangible. And it gets at a very different part of the area's history. There was actually a pretty long history of Native American artifact looting here. And it makes sense because the Native, there's so, so many tribes that have been here over so many centuries. Digging for artifacts like arrowheads or human remains without a permit is a serious crime. And this happens more than you might think. A few years ago, there was a big looting investigation just across the border in Oregon's Klamath County. I called two Oregon State police officers who have worked on looting cases. When I described this hole to them, they said, oh yeah, that sounds like, that sounds like looters. I talked to the Forest Service, and they actually disagree with Elijah's sources. They told me there aren't a lot of Native American artifacts on the mountain. But that doesn't mean that local tribes approved of the hole. Good night, my love. We heard about the hole. (laughs) Forest Service didn't catch it until it was like, what, 30 feet deep or 60? That's Colleen Sisk. She's the leader of the Winnemum-Wintu tribe, which is indigenous to the McLeod River area of Northern California. We met for coffee, and she told me that she's not a fan of people who come to Mount Shasta seeking fulfillment, whether spiritual or material. Too often, they alter the mountain. They leave trash or they wander off the trails. I mean, it's like eating the goose that lays the golden egg. It's like here they've got this golden egg going, but they're killing the goose. See, Mount Shasta is sacred to the Winnemumwintu. We came out of that mountain, and so we're um, obligated to be the watchers of this mountain. We're trying to save this mountain. Colleen likes to say that those who recreate wreck their creation. (laughs) They do it for fun, recreating. (laughs) Uh, We don't go above the tree line. We can revere that mountain and we can think it's beautiful and we can know that it's powerful without climbing to the top. The problem is the city of Mount Shasta really counts on the money that visitors bring in. Hello, Couch Critics. Who am I just speaking? Even Couch Critics, the video shop where Elijah works when he isn't making his documentary about the hole, benefits from tourism. One of our customers makes little Lemuria-themed things, so here's our penny tray with a Lemuria sticker. The walls of the shop are covered with movie posters and action figures, and there's a small TV in the corner that's always playing some obscure or culty movie. Everyone who comes in knows Elijah. And they all want to know about the hole. Really? 60 feet? Oh, they're probably looking for um, the underground uh, world. And here, in the video shop, we arrive at theory number three, about why someone dug the mysterious 60-foot hole on Mount Shasta. You don't Stay. work for the Forest Service, do you? Yes, I do. You do? Yeah. Did you ever see that hole that was up on Mount Shasta in 2009 that they found? The what? They found this big... The hole? I was one of the people that found it. Bingo. Discovered it was these guys that had apparently purchased a mining claim deed from some dude that had said that there was all this gold there. And so Did you catch that? Said he said the diggers were looking for gold. Oh, I love that. It's, so, you know, being in a small town doesn't always suck, right? I mean, that, yeah, I don't even mind that I'm working for minimum wage because I just, I just cracked a case, you know, right, right before your eyes. 
Yeah, you must have liked that, huh? Yeah. Like that was like you thought like I'm gonna get this. Maybe he'll say something interesting while he's giving a tour of his nerd palace, you know. But it's like <laughs> the case breaks right there. <laughs> Finding it's always a little bit of an adventure. There used to be a trail, and the trail has slowly disappeared over the years, and now it's like just completely gone. And the trail was created by the diggers. This is where it was. We're standing on the spot where the uh, hole was. Elijah and I are standing in the middle of a forest on Mount Shasta, and it's kind of a mess. The hole was completely filled in soon after it was discovered, and the area looks like it's been logged pretty recently. Elijah tells me that someone with a phony mining claim was eventually prosecuted for digging the hole. I talked to the Forest Service, and they agree. The diggers were looking for gold, which wouldn't be totally unprecedented. There is a history of gold rush era mining in the area. But the Forest Service told me that because of the volcanic geology near the hole, there's probably no gold there. So, case closed. But no matter what the diggers were looking for, an underground world, Native American artifacts, or gold, Elijah isn't ready to let go of the mystery just yet. There's always going to be questions. And even with the documents, then it's going to become, so which person's telling the truth? Are any of these people telling the truth? It's a perfect blank slate for people to project. It's just a hole. It's just like, what do you think this was? It's like a, like a Rorschach test, but even more abstract. It's just a hole. And so every conceivable thing that a person would look for is at the bottom of that hole to somebody. Elijah points to a white five-gallon bucket at the base of a nearby tree. It's sturdy and cracked and lying on its side among the discarded branches, like it's just been kicked over. It's the kind of bucket you'd use for mixing paint or for moving dirt. That's still there after... Nine years. I ask Elijah what kind of ending he imagines for his documentary. The way I imagine that would end is, you know, they wouldn't have found what they were looking for. Something interrupted the process. One Forest Service person told me that they got interrupted, and at that time they thought they were three feet from their goal. Maybe it is down there, but instead of 63 feet, it's 66 feet. (laughs) That's right. It's right there. Um... I like the idea of it ending in um, a little mystery. Right? That's a good ending. Thanks to reporter Kat Shuknik for that story, which originally aired on the California Report magazine. craving another story about a wild mystery that somehow also includes the lost continent of Lemuria? Check out the latest episode of Bay Curious. It explores the theories behind the mysterious stone walls scattered throughout the East Bay. It's a lot of fun, and there's a great video online, too, that you should check out. You can find it at baycurious.org. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week.